Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Stadium Journey podcast, and thanks for joining us this evening. Check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. We are the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums from all around the world. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, threads, and stay tuned because we're always adding new as these pop-up social media companies pop up. So uh, we'll sure to be there. Find us. It's pretty easy. We're consistent across all the social medias at Stadium Journey. Like, share, follow. To find other episodes of the Stadium Journey podcast, simply type in HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast, and we'll be there. If you prefer to watch your podcast, simply go to Stadium Journey's YouTube channel. All of the old episodes are there. If you want to be part of our live studio audience, you can join us every other Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, that is, at danlaw.tv. Before we get started, let me take a minute and introduce the starting lineup tonight. Dave Cotney's here. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez is online at Ballpark Hunter. The above-average comedian Dan Calachico's here. Follow him at DanLaw83. And I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. And today's podcast, one of my favorites that we do every year. We're going to put a bow on the year 2023 with our sixth annual year in review episode. Gentlemen, the rules are simple. we got four categories we'll talk about. We'll each take a turn. We're going to talk about the best game we, we went to. A good game on TV doesn't count. We have to have been there. Who's going to fact check us? We don't know where we went. But anyway, best game you went to. The best facility you visited all year. Your mother. The biggest. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just. No. Uh, the biggest surprise venue. The, the one that you were expecting nothing out of and got a whole lot. And finally, the best city you visited this year. So anywhere between January and today can be considered are eligible for the voting. What uh, about December 31st? If you got one planned and you know that it's going to kick all the other's asses, then uh, yeah. No, right. I meant last last year. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, the, see, the, you already broke the. You already bent the rules. Eh, what do I care? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. If if December thirty first was your best game or your best venue, it was a long year. No, I, I was. Dave, haven't you like nominated like New Year's bowl games like two or three times? And I may have done that. Start out the top and just slide right down the hill. Probably. <laughs> All right, so I don't remember the order of our category, so let's just start off with the best game we went to this year. Any volunteers to go first? Dave has volunteered, teacher's pet. Round noser, go ahead. So uh, I'm not yeah. doing January 1st this year. January 2nd. January 2nd! <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard. This one was hard to beat. Uh, January 2nd, Arlington, Texas. Home of oh, you were you were serious. The Cotton Bowl <laughs> Classic. Final score: USC Trojans forty-five, Tulane Green Wave forty. Jeez, six. All right. Uh, it was well Defensive my struggle. my first trip to <laughs> uh, AT and T Stadium, Jerry World. And we were away on on uh, vacation down in the Dallas Metroplex area. This was pretty cool. I got to meet uh, Mike Davis, who had some nice tickets that were better than the ticket that I had. So I got to come down and sit at the uh, on the second level because the first level is for like the Uber 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 rich. I think you have to own, uh, you know, small countries or or significant right. amount of South you know, Fork wells or something to be able to <laughs> sit down there. But anyway, so uh, USC Tulane, it's just like it sounds like USC was supposed to blow these guys out of the water. Uh, Tulane won the American conference. Uh, USC had Heisman Trophy winner at that time, Caleb Williams. He didn't disappoint. Think about this. Throw for 462 yards five touchdowns and lose. It's pretty crazy. So as we were watching and USC is ahead 
you know, they were ahead two touchdowns, a good chunk of the game. And I, I said to Mike, I said, I, I don't know, man, Tulane's just sort of hanging around. Like they're just, they're just hanging around. They just won't go away. So they're down 16 with four minutes left. March down the field. Touchdown Tulane. Here's a turning point right here. Kickoff. The USC guy fields the kickoff at the two-yard line, fumbles it, and it goes out of bounds. Like the biggest guffaw going. That is the first time we have used the word guffaw on this podcast. There you go. That's not that's not true. <laughs> no. I've used Gaffaw talking about Brian Prop. Yeah, all right. Two lane, dare, two plays you. later. Safeties, the USC running back in the end zone. Like clear as day safety. So safety two points, plus they get the ball back. They march down the field, uh, converting two fourth downs throw a pass into the end zone with nine seconds left. That has to be reviewed that it, whether or not it's a catch, it never actually hits the ground that ties the game, kick the extra point. Tulane is up by one, nine seconds. They hold off USC. Uh, it was, it was the bowl game last year. And then you add to it all of the fun bowl stuff that, you don't believe exist, Paul. <laughs> I've been to a bowl game and I didn't see any of it. <laughs> you were at the wrong bowl game. I surely yeah. was. But anyway, uh, it was my first time at, at a what they call the New Year's Six. Uh, and and man, it did not disappoint. So my game of the year, Cotton Bowl, USC 45, Tulane 46. What do you got? So they don't play the Cotton Bowl at the Cotton Bowl? No. The only thing they play at the Cotton Bowl anymore is the uh, Red River rivalry, which is the Texas-Oklahoma game. Um, but the Cotton Bowl actually has a an office. The, the The official Cotton Bowl office is in AT&T Stadium, which we got to see uh, when we did the tour. And they, and it's kind of cool. They have a helmet from every team that's ever won the Cotton Bowl. Up I must around. have seen that because I did that same tour. It's pretty wild. All right, very that was nice. Most very memorable for you, Paul. It was. I remember Jerry Jones' little private suite, which is like a room for him, just him. I was going to say little private suite. I don't think there's anything little. Wasn't there a little <laughs> compartment that was just for him, like he could get away from uh, anybody else? I don't know. There's a couple things out. little about uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple Mark. things little about Jerry Jones. Yeah. He is a little man, isn't he? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, your best game of 2023. Uh, best game is probably the uh, banana ball took place in Indianapolis. That was uh, all the hype that I've been hearing about for a couple of years and uh, did not disappoint. In fact, the first game I attended was rained out. I had to wait two days to go back uh, to see it. But yeah, it's one of those games where I was sitting down and paying attention to what was going to happen next. I wanted to see uh, what was going to take place. Was something crazy, something wacky, something uh, I've never seen before. So it did grab my attention. Victory Field, which is home to the Indianapolis Indians. The place was packed, 15,000 plus. And I, I have seen the stadium packed before, but this was beyond what I could have imagined. Uh, so, yeah, it was something that, you know, you, when you told people you went to a game, you felt like it was a badge of honors. Like, yeah, we well, checked out the banana game. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I believe the bananas lost that game. I, I can't think of the score off the top of my head. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, wacky, zany. I, I saw a guy on stilts get a base hit. Uh, I saw some dancing. Uh, the, I saw the pregame ceremonies. As soon as you get in, uh, yeah, it's it's. You wonder why other baseball teams can't do something like that, and then you realize it's uh, it's probably not as easy as it seems. But my goodness, the people loved it; they ate it up, and I'd like to go to another one this year. We'll see what happens. So yeah, I had a lot of fun. 
And it, it was one of those little, I'm not going to say bucket list because I really don't like using that term. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things you wanted to see. Like, I have to see a banana game. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get to Savannah. So here it is down the street for me. So that was my favorite uh, single game of the year. Awesome. I mean, I got I had the privilege of working production for one of their games when they came up to Brock that I helped with the I helped the PA guy and uh, ran the video board. Yeah. So yeah, the, the amount of work that goes into the presentation is incredible. You see them out not taking bag practice. You see them out rehearsing before the game. It was really, yeah. really something to see. And like you said, it's just captured everybody's imagination, and it it was so much fun. And to see the crowds respond. Uh, yeah, it's it was it's the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, but on steroids. I think they've taken it to another level. Well, you know, here's the thing: the, the Harlem Globetrotters are coming to Indianapolis in January, and <laughs> I want to go there and see see what that's like. Because I was doing the math; it's been about forty years since I've been to a Globetrotters game. I think I was with the Cub Scouts the last time at Madison Square Garden, and I was doing the math, and I said, "Huh, forty years? I just saw the bananas. I, I want to see what the OG." The, the OG team has to has to offer because uh, if it's anything from – I mean, I couldn't tell you what happened at that uh, – my original Globetrotters game, but I, I like they, to see they, they won. They beat the Generals. They beat the Generals. That's probably the only thing I, I, I could probably make a guess and be right about. But, uh, yeah, I just want to compare the two, and I want to see, you know, do people still like the Globetrotters? I mean, they're still touring, you know, or the Banana's going to be a team touring 50 years from now, 100 years from now. Mm. You know, or they're going to be playing solely in Major League ballparks one day. Uh, there are so many kids there and fans just wearing banana jerseys and hats that you thought that was a home game for the bananas. Like this was the Indianapolis team. And I don't even see that with the Indians or I guess I still think I compare it to. So, well, that's because the Indians don't exist anymore. No, the Indianapolis Indians. Oh, they still exist. My bad. Sorry. It only it only applies to the big <laughs> leagues. My bad. Yeah, the rules the don't apply to the little guys. Yeah, Indianapolis and Spokane, uh, they still yeah. exist. But yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, I talked to people. People were coming from three hours, two hours, four hours away. Somebody drove from Detroit. Somebody drove up from uh, somewhere in Tennessee. It, it's like these are rock stars. They're coming to see the Stones, you know, playing or U2 playing uh, at a ballpark. It's just... Uh, yeah, the hype, the excitement. Never never really had that around a baseball team before like that. Yeah, it was something. I wonder if the uh, the show, the theatric, carry over to those big league stadiums doing next year. Um, well, I like to see them throw the baseball or the banana from the top of, uh, you know, the green monster into somebody's pants because that was one thing. They... Oh, I didn't think they're going to have a whole Whoa. bunch of specific <laughs> shtick just for the, uh, yeah, just for the big places. I know. So that'll can, be interesting. Can you imagine being an intern and like brainstorming some ideas? Hey, what should we do? It's so and much you fun. Raise your hand. So Perfect. <laughs> we'll do that. All right. So it's my turn. Best game of the year. All right. Um, For the first time we've been doing this, this is the sixth time we've done this show. I think I'm picking a baseball game for the first time. Let me, let me paint a picture for y'all. We're going out on our summer vacation due to chances uh, in life. We weren't able to take a bunch of road trips we have in the past. We only got the one this year. So uh, we were going up to Canada. This was during the Canadian wildfires. So we were driving out to Toronto first, making a stop in Buffalo. Sky was brown, red, uh, reddish-brown color. Look, And we're as we're getting closer and closer to Buffalo, the sky is getting worse and worse and worth it. All right, there's no way we're going to hit a game today. We're just going to be lucky enough to uh, to get to uh, our hotel and then go inside and breathe some fresh filtered air. But we got to Buffalo. We're going to catch the game between Buffalo and Worcester on June 30th. Uh, they're playing the game. Air quality is horrible, but they're going to play anyway. So uh, Buffalo, three runs in the bottom of the first to take the lead. Worcester scores five in the fifth to take a 5-3 lead. Uh, the score holds to the bottom of the ninth. Let me see. I actually got pulled up here. Um, with two outs and two strikes, two men on. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> uh, bat, the batter for Buffalo doubles. 
doubles over the center fielder's head, two-run score, by the game. Send it into extras. No big deal for Worcester. Worcester comes up, scores three in the top of the 10th on a home run. Uh, a shot. It was one of those no-doubt home runs. So Worcester is up 8-5 to five going into the bottom of the 10th. Uh, bases loaded for Buffalo in the bottom of the inning. Down three. Luis De Los Santos hits a walk-off grand slam to end the game. Buffalo takes it 10-8. to eight. The place, there was over 10,000 people here. I think it was the first night out for a lot of people in a while. And the place just went bananas, to, to coin a phrase. And uh, so final score, Buffalo 10, Worcester 8. That was my game of the year. The level of excitement and the way to start off a big road trip with a game like that was just pretty cool, I got to say. All right, so that wraps up our games of the year. Our next category is venue of the year. Mark, I'll let you lead off this one if you'd like. Best venue you went to a game in in 2023. The the best venue. You know, I uh, went, uh, when I went to Seattle, I uh, had a, for a family reunion from my, mom, my mom's side, my wife's side, I wanted to see if there were some sporting events, and I saw that the WNBA Storm were playing. It's not that I went there just to see the Storm. I, I wanted to see the Climate Pledge Arena. I wanted to see what this place was all about. Uh, I had attended a – what did I do? I attended a Sonics game there many years ago, 2001, and I wanted to go back and check things out And uh, because it's like this green stadium. It's uh, sustainable energy. And I wanted to see it firsthand for myself. So I was able to attend a game and I walk into the stadium on the upper deck and there's nothing going on. I thought it was dead. And I'm like, oh, you the WNBA really does suck. But I walked downstairs and that's where all the excitement was. And I'm like, what the heck kind of arena is this? It just, it was just so funky. It was like the top level con outer concourse was dead, but down below is where all the excitement was. So you go in at the top and then go down into the arena. Yes, that that's how you enter this building. Uh, what they did is they kept the original roof and I, I guess shape of uh, the building. And yeah, it's it's an odd looking facility when you walk in. And but like I said, once you get downstairs, it's it's much nicer. And I was just intrigued by this building. I found it fascinating. It had. Uh, it had this giant living wall. And when I say living wall, it had grass growing from the walls that will continue growing. It's growing upside down. And One it's, more. yeah, it, and it's just there, you know, and it's all this information about it and, and why they're doing it. And it's uh, conserving grass that normally would not be, would be destroyed elsewhere. It's just such a weird thing to see in an arena, but it's Seattle. I kind of figured that would be the case. <laughs> uh, then the food, my goodness, all this food that from around local uh, Seattle uh, businesses, from pizza to burgers to veggie burgers to uh, to beer, uh, sweet potato fries, I mean, burgers. It was expensive. <laughs> I mean, we talked about that last a few weeks ago. But yeah, it was just it was it was great. I I really was intrigued by it. Also, going into the seating bowl uh, instead of your standard scoreboard hanging over the court, you had them in the corner, uh, like kind of like a like a pyramid shape on each side. I thought that was uh, unique, and you know, it was a nice crowd too. They had about what's eight 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 seven eight thousand people for a WNBA game. I mean, that's that's not a terrible crowd. Uh, so yeah, it was one of those, one of those arena. I wanted to see the arena more than the team. Like, okay, cool. The storm are playing there, but I wanted to see the arena. Plus I found out if I, if they give tours there for like 40 bucks. So I think I paid $8 for my ticket. So <laughs> 40 bucks. Where, where are they taking you on that? Are they letting you like, you know, roll around in the grass and dig for diamonds or something? My goodness. So yeah, go see a WNBA game and, and take a tour of the Climate Pledge Arena. Now, it would have been great if I was there for a hockey game. That would have been insane, uh, but I'll I'll take my chance. And plus, the outside is the Seattle Center, 
which you could take a monorail to, probably one of the only buildings you can take a monorail to in pro sports. And there was an outdoor concert taking place. And it was a group from Hamilton, Ontario playing. And uh, they were, they had great music. I looked them up online just to, to see what, you know, to see other, to hear from other sounds from them. Uh, they had free samples. They had free drinks, uh, seltzer water and yerba tea. It was just a very Seattle kind of night. So that added into the building's ambiance uh, along with a few other things. So uh, all I needed was a, was a, some marijuana to smoke. I probably would have fit right in. <laughs> with the rest of the crew. <laughs> it was it's that type of like night so yeah uh climate pleasure was definitely one of the more impressive buildings yeah <laughs> hey hey i gotta tell you i was at the army uh, navy game on saturday and somebody was fucking yeah. up a doobie so it's it's <laughs> so common i live in a state surrounded by other states that legalize it so it's uh it's coming. So yeah, Climate Pleasure Arena. If you guys can go out there, you can just tour this building on your own before the game or during the game if you want. And uh, you'll just really see a kind of a, a unique venue, unlike anything I, that's out there right now in the world of sports, at least in uh, North America. And I'm sure, you know, during a, a, a cracking game, uh, when the place is packed, it's it's even a better experience. Uh, but yeah, a lot, lot of great things there. But it is pricey. That's the unfortunate thing. Who was the band? Uh, the band was a group called um, a- Aster Shea. It's a, it's a female group. I don't know them. Yeah, they're they're they had this like it was one of those sounds I heard. I have a video coming out, and there you can hear them. <laughs> it's in the good background. that a band has a sound. Yeah, no, they yeah, had like yeah. this really cool <laughs> sound. It's like because yeah. here's the thing: like I hear live music, and it's like yeah, big deal. But this one was like, oh wow. Wow, what's that? Oh, like I've never like just heard a band that you know. I've never heard music before. Never heard my music that struck my fancy. Who are you? Ooh, where do you come from? You? Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, wow, I didn't know they had music in, in Ontario. No, they played them down there. Yeah. Where is this place you speak of? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was it was it was a lot of fun, and it was my first night in Seattle, and you know. Just got in. It was just a fun. It was that that whole day was really nice. So it that Cl- climate pleasure arena really hit the nail on the head. All right, all right, Dave. How about you? Your uh, favorite venue of the year? Yeah, that's a that's a bucket list one for me. Uh, climate yeah. pledge. There you go. Yeah, definitely. It's one of my six NHL pleasure, that I have to go to still. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna Thanks, cheat. Man. I saw that. Um, well, my my venue of the year was a December 29th and a December 31st. But it was between our like it was after our year review podcast last year. So uh so I've got like a double dip because I I I went twice and it was to American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. We took in a Mavericks game, we took in a Dallas Stars game. Uh, there's something to be said about New Year's Eve hockey. It always seems to be like just on point. Uh, straight up, the Mavericks are now my favorite NBA experience. Uh, like the vibe in there was was just really solid. Um, they have probably one of the best bronze statues that I've seen in the front, and that's of of Dirk. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki doing that kind of fadeaway Dirk jumper. Uh, Did just he ever win? Just, I'm just perfect. What do you, what do you No, I'm kidding. It was sarcasm. <laughs> uh, you know, the big, big plaza victory. They call it Victory Square. Uh, easy. Like we walked, uh, you know, we parked a, a little bit away, walked to it. Um, great sight lines. Again, great vibe. It, it's probably one of the arenas that just felt the biggest though. It just felt massive. And, and, you know, my first time in Texas, like hey, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Uh, the stars though, were the game that probably I was most surprised about, uh, you know, Texas, I was expecting well, basketball. I was expecting, you know, your your typical uh, stock, you know, D 
defense hip hop kind of music that you get when when the play's going on in basketball. It was fine. I I was really expecting a lot more country music than I heard. Uh the Dallas Stars though, the 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 dude who runs the music there, man, he's into he's into metal. It was it was probably like the most kind of heavy metal sporting event I'd been to. And I guess being up here where uh, people argue about such frivolous type things uh, at Leaf games, such as the goal song, um, because that's been a big issue up here uh, where Leaf fans don't seem to like Hall and Oates anymore. They want to go with some. Hall and Oates don't even like each other anymore. Oh man. Yeah, really. That, that was such a perfect goal song. Anyway, they're, they're now some generic electronica type song. Uh, Dallas has an original goal song, which are always seem to be better ones that like made specifically for the team. You know, I'm thinking of the New York Rangers have one, uh, Montreal has one and Dallas has one and it is heavy and everybody is into it. And man, it was just, uh, we just had a blast at this place. The stars are probably number six on my list. Now they got some pretty heavy competition above them uh but yeah the mavericks number one on my on my nba list now so uh we definitely definitely had great experience at american airlines center what do you got all right so i uh my favorite this year may, may surprise you um i did go twice so once in uh, august and once saturday um it's an arena, uh, a stadium that I'm very intimately, uh, I know the ins and outs. I worked there for seven years, but it is now a different place than when it was when I used to work there. I'm talking about Gillette Stadium. Um, and I'm choosing this as much for the experience, overall, the improvements that they made to the facility and the experience of the Army-Navy game. So um, let's talk about first the changes if you haven't been to Gillette Stadium in a while, they basically ripped out the whole north end zone where the lighthouse and the bridge and everything was and closed and closed it, which is one negative to the new things is it really isn't closed the stadium where it used to be very open and the wind could whip right through that stadium. And it was great in December and uh, January because it was wind chill city. Um, they installed the largest scoreboard in North America. So it goes from it spans entirely the entire way from one one step uh, one grandstand on one side to the other grandstand on the other side. Closed it all in, built a brand new lighthouse that actually looks like a lighthouse now. With and you can rent out the top of the lighthouse and the whole the surrounding uh, what's that called Widow's Walk, and you can have a party up there. Put in all kinds of new office space, meeting space, uh, you know, social gathering areas, whatever you want to call them. And so the stadium looks like a different place now. But the uh, the experience of an Army-Navy game, it's always something on my short list of things I wanted to see. And uh, Richard Smith always covers the Army-Navy game for us for Stadium Journey every year. It's usually in his backyard. But when it was coming up to Foxborough this year, I said, Richard, is mine this year. And I'm so glad that I took it because the whole vibe of the army navy game is incredible it's the whole week you've got the uh the veterans descending on town uh army and navy bring some of their their tanks and stuff and parade them around the cities and uh when you get there they had a whole fan fest and you got the cadets and the midshipmen walking around but if you do nothing else if you ever have the privilege to go to an army navy game get there early go inside the stadium they open the stadium up they open it up four hours before the game why so early? Because the parade of the midshipmen and the parade of the cadets. Watching them march into the stadium in formation, take their place on the field, and uh, do their thing. It, it was just incredible and not a dry eye in the house. You, you can't help but uh, be impressed and, and amazed by, by that whole sight. And then, uh, you know, the game is usually a secondary concern because the, the game is... Uh, Usually they're usually not, you know, the best college teams out there. But uh, this year's <laughs> game was the game. This wow. year was pretty, pretty uh, competitive, and uh, Army ended up winning it seventeen eleven, and they stopped Navy last play of the game two inches from the goal line to to get the victory. So 
It was it was a fifty five minutes of an absolute snooze fest of a game, and then five minutes of just incredibleness. <laughs> but the the cadet section, all the army guy kids are sitting in their sections, and the navy kids are sitting in theirs, and you're hearing "Go army, go navy!" back and forth. You got the flyovers. We they had uh, some jets flying over for navy, and then the army helicopters came over from the other side. Just incredible. Uh, both. Both uh, teams had paratroopers dive into the stadium. Just the whole pageantry and uh, pomp and circumstance was just amazing. And to see it in the, the newly redesigned stadium just was just an incredible sight for me. So that was my stadium of the year, Gillette Stadium. So let's move on to our next category, which was biggest surprise of the year. Dave, you want to go first on this one? Sure. Uh so this this may be uh listeners this may be a well-known stadium by surprise we just mean it's something that you weren't expecting maybe great improvements or maybe it's a little out of the way place you wouldn't expect and you just had the best time well mine is 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 a little bit broader than that so my my surprise of the year uh is basically uh moving beyond my own snobbery so, <laughs> so this year I I decided to sort of broaden my my hockey experiences and I've I've taken in some well I mean as everybody knows uh I I'm well versed in in major junior hockey OHL QMJHL a little bit of WHL and uh you know I've I've done the the full OHL I'm two thirds done the QMJHL. It's way high on my bucket list. You got to get to uh, what is it? What's the one that's way out there? Bay Como. Bay Como, yeah, that's that's a thorn in my side. <laughs> Prince George too. I'm trying to convince Lloyd Brown to go to Prince George because he goes everywhere. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I'm I'm a little bit more localized at the moment. Uh, a little less, a uh, little less travel. Uh, I'm also at the point where I've almost chewed through just about everything that's drivable. <laughs> uh so what I what I did this year is uh broaden my horizons a little bit. Uh, I actually started in the summer not with hockey but with lacrosse where I started taking in some OJLL lacrosse which is Ontario Junior Lacrosse League. Uh so I was looking for something a little bit off the beaten path, a little bit not baseball. Um, cause sometimes I feel the summer just, okay, I'm getting, I I've had enough baseball. It's just, I'm getting beaten down with baseball. I know Mark doesn't feel this way, but. <laughs> Mark is the ballpark hunter. <laughs> that, that, uh, and that, then that's an oxymoron. Yeah. So I, I had, what'd you call me? <laughs> wow. Well, it had something to do yeah, with cream and not being smart. Wow. Called you an oxy clean. <laughs> okay. I remember that. Uh, but I, I, did take in some lacrosse in uh, in some spots that I hadn't been to before. Uh, Oakville, where the Toronto Rock uh, Training Center is, uh, great great facility there. Uh, Mimico, which is a little part of Toronto and has this this little lacrosse kind of community. Uh, Orangeville, which is like this major league lacrosse hotbed, and then once the you know, once the, the summer ended and, and that's like junior lacrosse is actually played in the summer for the most part. Uh, it was expanding my hockey horizons a little bit. So I've taken in some junior a, which or some people might call tier two, junior a, uh, some junior B, some junior C even. And like, these are, these are, these are teams that are well off the beaten path. Uh, a lot of small towns, uh, you know, it started with, uh, going to, uh, Stainer, which is this small town just outside of Wasaga beach. Actually, it's way smaller than Wasaga beach and they have a junior C team. And I just happened to drive by the sign all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta just go there once, but it's like the, it's the place to be on, on, uh, on a Thursday night when the St. Stainer Siskins play and, you know, like the whole the whole town's there. It's all packed, and they got a real a real buzz out of the place. Um, 
uh, Collingwood. I hate Collingwood. I'm uh, just an old school hockey barn. Uh, junior A, they get over a thousand, which is probably like the 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 top the top attendance in in that league in the uh, OJ or sorry OJHL Ontario Junior Hockey League. Uh, last night, even last night, I went to Elmira. Uh, took in the Elmira Sugar Kings, which have is been around forever. Uh, boasts names like like uh, Daryl Sittler and yeah uh, Dan Snyder. Um, funny oh. Gregory asked me today about about wh- why there would be an arena in in uh, Elmira named after the disgraced owner of the Washington football <laughs> Redskins or whatever. Yeah, that's not like, a common name at all. I was like, that's no, silly, no, man. no. It's hey. it's it's the guy who died in the car accident with Danny Heatley in Atlanta. <laughs> you mean the guy that Danny Heatley killed in the car accident? Well, I'm sorry, it's semantics. I whatever, I whatever. Anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Dave. I can't help be a liberal. Cheap tickets. Uh, you know, way junior like major junior hockey's getting expensive. It we're heading into the the thirty dollar range for for tickets for major junior in in some cases. Um, high high twenties, uh, heading towards thirties. Like these guys are all like ten dollars, twelve dollars. Uh, last night I paid twelve dollars to go to Elmira. You know, and and the experience has been a a lot of fun. You're not gonna walk in knowing a whole lot of names. Um, maybe you see some names that you are familiar with that that played before or whatever. Uh, on on some of their like little treasure spots, they're uh their trophy cases and whatnot um but yeah i'm 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 surprised myself i'm i'm gonna lose my snob status i don't know man <laughs> uh, you'll always be a snob to me Dave. i was gonna oh, say don't thanks. don't i was gonna say don't sell yourself short you'll always be a snob to me <laughs> hey Dave, i've been marrying that for the last few years i've kind of like you get tight like you said you get tired of retreading the same old same old arenas same old ranks so I've been branching out to do a little more Division Two and Division Three around here, and it's really been, like you said, a lot, a lot of fun. And some of the little hidden gems that are just out of the way. Mark, Mark knows this well, doing town ball and all that stuff. Sometimes you have just the best experience in the most unexpected place. I don't think I'm quite ready to just dive into the ECHL, however. Yeah, you'd have to drive for <laughs> that. Toledo is a great place to in Fort Wayne. What's the, clo- great, what's the closest great. team to you anyway? London. To, to me? Brampton. London. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Brampton's gone. Oh, they are, yeah. Oh, are they? Uh, but they Maybe were Cal- probably. Kalamazoo, Fort Wayne? Uh, after Toledo. that, probably Toledo. Probably Toledo. I've been to Kalamazoo. Toledo's a great place. That's Toledo's a, a wonderful, hours. wonderful week. Yeah. And, Toledo and I still kick myself for not getting a gold diggers jersey when I went there because they yeah those, those are sweet. So wait, is that further than <laughs> okay? I'm going to ask a dumb question. <laughs> uh, how far is uh uh um, oh god um don't butcher the name uh Trois Trois Rivières Trois Rivières Trois Rivières yeah yeah that's 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 probably, closer to me. That's probably a good nine. I don't know. I'm gonna nine hours for no me. idea. Quebec Jesus. City would be about ten hours. Well, never Burfier mind. Berthier is six for me. Well, never mind. Or is it five? I was just here this summer. Anyway, actually, right. you know, Dan, I, I I got a bit of an aside here. That reminds <clears throat> me, uh, your your um, mispronunciation of the city that you were trying not to. I just finished uh, the audio. I knew book. I was going to. By the way, that's true. You you, you don't had... parlez-vous français? I had just finished the yeah. audiobook of uh by Corey Hirsch. Oh, um and uh, it, it I said to my friend it's the most non-hockey hockey book I've ever read. <laughs> which is sort of beside the point. The, the main thing is outside of the names Hirsch and Smith, the dude reading mispronounced every single name. <laughs> Okay, that's a little different. That's me. I, I'm not reading a audio book. And if I did, 
the guy recording would go, hey, we're going to take that again. You said like, it wrong. Was nobody listening to this? <laughs> no, apparently not. He did not have a, an editor. Holy. Oh, boy. Uh, well, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> that's why as a PA announcer, I check with the coaches every before every game just to make sure I'm saying everybody's name right. That that was a that was a reader instead of a listener. Should have read that one, but yeah. oh well. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, Mark, your biggest surprise of 2023. Uh, I think keeping up with hockey uh, in junior hockey, I may have to add my couple recent visits. Uh, Dave was telling me how wonderful Windsor was compared to Sarnia, and, and Windsor is a great arena. Uh, but I really like Sarnia. I thought that was a nice little pleasant surprise. Uh, it was made for hockey. It had all the trimmings. It had all the fixings. It wasn't fancy, but it had uh, everything you need to watch a hockey game. It had like kind of a platinum club section. It had some private areas. It had one of the loudest goal horns I heard, I've heard in a while. Then again, I, I don't get out to hockey games that often compared to baseball games. But yeah, I had a great time there. I, I had a wonderful time. It was a day game. The had a nice crowd. They had good food. The prices were right. Free parking. Uh, it it was a it was a fabulous time. And I was kind of expecting like a little dump of a building, which you know maybe it is to some degree compared to uh, where London and uh, the Budweiser Gardens and where uh, the WFCU Center is. So yeah, it's it's not on scale with those two uh, arenas. But yeah, that was a little, that was probably one of my biggest surprises. I I was trying to make a list, and I I was having a hard time trying to figure out what that surprise would be. And you know, I had a few other spots that were baseball, but I figured maybe we'll just go the hockey route. Yeah, I really had a I really had a fun time. Uh, and one thing I did like after the game, I went over to a Canadian Tire at Walmart, and I saw people shopping with their Sting jerseys on. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, go to the game, do some shopping, bring home some bag of milk, and uh, you know, make sure the kids have some breakfast for tomorrow. So that I love that kind of community aspect of it. I love the neighborhood there. It was just, it was just a cool little spot for hockey, and uh, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. And then I had a rush back to see the Grey Cup somewhere at a local bar. So that was, that was a fun little day. All right, awesome. That'll tie into my uh, big surprise because mine was also a fun little day. Uh, spent July 1st in the city of Toronto, and we had a jam-packed day. Uh, started off at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, by the way, um, last week when we were going to do this this uh, show, I announced a topic out there to the internet and asked for uh, listener input. I got one input. Yeah. Our, our, our buddy uh, Lloyd Rothwell he could type all the way from Australia. What's wrong with the rest of you guys? But he uh, mentioned how great it was to visit the Hockey Hall of Fame this year. And he said he had an awesome tour guide to help him along and answer all the stupid questions. Uh, but anyway, uh, on July 1st, also happens to be my birthday, um, start off the Hockey Hall of Fame, went to the Blue Jays game, and then to Toronto FC. So my biggest surprise was that how crazy Canadians are about Canada Day. And I'm talking specifically about the Blue Jays game. Um, last time I had gone to the Blue Jays, it was, you know, really just kind of a meh, plain old experience. I knew I was in for something special this time when we were approaching the Rogers Center and they had bands outside playing. And then when you walked in the door and you got a straw hat with the Canadian flag on it, and um, people were giving away free samples of drinks, free alcohol at a major league baseball game. It was bizarro world. And uh, people were just having a blast all over the place. There were free samples of food. There were bands. There was a big chocolate mousse that people were taking. Not not chocolate mousse that you eat. A mousse made out of chocolate that people were <laughs> posing with. Slightly <laughs> different. There was the movie Top Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time. One of the characters in is Chocolate Moose. <laughs> yeah, top secret. You're right. That's... Yeah, love that movie. Deja Vu. Haven't we met somewhere before? Uh, anyway, the the whole the whole day was was just like a big party. And for uh, Canada Day, they do a naturalization 
uh, ceremony on the field with a bunch of people becoming Canadian citizens. They had, uh, what do you call it when you go down to repellers? Going down from the Balling. Balling. No, they did not. They fell, they fell with style. They repelled oh. down from the top of the rafters of the Rogers Center down onto the field. So it's, it's it not cool it's stuff. not the fall that gets you. It's just sudden stop at the end. It's the it's the landing. Yeah, <laughs> stick the landing means something entirely different there. Yeah, um, well, just ask my dad. But yeah, the whole the whole day was a party, and then you know the Red Sox went and spoiled the whole thing by winning the game eight to seven. The game was even really Those bastards. Good, so. Yeah, they had they had like an eighth of two lead going into the night that almost blew it. So, um, yeah. You know, in the United States, we're always chanting USA, USA. Who knew Canadians were patriotic, too? I certainly didn't. So my biggest surprise was experiencing Canada Day in Canada. And I got this snazzy sombrero. In Toronto. He now, now has one, too. Yes. <laughs> that was a good trade. Yeah. Yeah, you gave me a red one that I, that's hanging around here somewhere. Okay, so that was my biggest surprise, the Rogers Center. Go figure. But, yeah, I hadn't been there in 15 years, and what a difference in the place since then. And they're doing a whole lot more now, so I'll have to go back again. So uh, that brings us to our final category, which is the best city we visited this year. Mark, I'll let you lead off this. Sarnia, Ontario. No, I'm just kidding. That was. I want to hear Dave's reaction there. Uh, you know what? It was uh, it I was, was thinking, silence. Yeah, he was like, okay, that would be I, like choosing Frederick, whatever. Maryland. It was, yeah. it was stunned silence. Even stunned Frederick, silence. Maryland doesn't ch- uh, ch- it, choose he, Frederick, Maryland. Yeah, th- this year was no contest. It was Seattle, Washington. That was my favorite place. Uh, from the Mariners game to the uh, Climate Pledge Arena, the, the vibe at the Seattle Center, taking the light rail system into town checking out the Mount Rainier in the distance, going to the Mariners game and and seeing the views of the sound at sunset. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was lovely. And uh, you know, going to going to, to the Pikes Market, taking the ferry to Bainbridge Island. Uh Seattle was was, you know, everything and more. You know, I had been there a few times. It's been about thir- it's been 13 years, but there was a lot familiar but yet a lot that was new to me. So I had a blast. I wish I could have spent a little more time there, but I felt that I packed in everything you possibly could do in four days, uh, you know, visitation sports wise. I think the only thing I missed out going to was uh, a Tacoma Rainier game that uh, unfortunately I couldn't make unless I rented a car, which would have been like, you know, a hundred bucks from the airport. I think it was going to be worth it to do that. Uh, but yeah, Seattle, Washington, my favorite place. Easy to get around. Beautiful scenery. Uh, I would definitely suggest if you fly in and you just want to stay in the city, do not rent a car. Do not pay five bucks a gallon for gas or four. It was like four fifty. Wasn't quite five. It was it was extremely expensive. Maybe it's gone down now, but yeah, just light rail system. Seattle dog with cream cheese and, and peppers and onions on it. Uh, great teri- chicken teriyaki. I mean, it has everything you possibly could want in a major city. And uh, for a sports fan, there's a lot to do there during the summer. So Seattle, Washington was number one city on my list for 2023. Nice. Good choice. Dave, how about you? Your favorite city? Well, this was a tough one. I could have picked Dallas. Uh, and and or all of the little cities around Dallas, like Arlington Frisco. and Frisco and and whatnot. But uh, going to go off the off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, I know Paul, we've discussed this one. My my favorite city this year I actually went to twice. It was uh, Oklahoma City. Good Ooh. choice. Okay, Good choice. so drove down um, on the way to Dallas and. And we, my son and I stopped and went to the Thunder game. Uh, but really, we just breezed in and breezed out. You know, drive, stop, basketball, sleep, drive. And we were in Dallas the next day. Uh, my daughter, who collects states, got upset that she didn't get to go to Oklahoma City. So, so um, when given Good the job, opp- Dad. When given the opportunity to decide 
where to go in the summer. She decided that she wanted to go to Oklahoma. So, uh, so we went, uh, and had a, a couple days, did a little bit more touristy options. Uh, we saw the thunder or not the thunder. Sorry. We saw the Dodgers twice, the Oklahoma city Dodgers, uh, the Bricktown, um, Bricktown is, is an amazing area. Uh, the, the Chickasaw Bricktown ballpark is, is one of the better minor league facilities. Uh, I love the, the, the street names around there. You got like Mickey Mantle way and Johnny bench drive and Joe Carter Avenue. And then even, even the, uh, bands get into it. So there's like a Kings of Leon drive. And then there's like <laughs> a, a flaming lips alley or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I love that band. the, the national, uh, memorial and museum, uh, that they've put together there for, uh, remembering the, the Oklahoma city bombing, uh, was amazing. It was, it was quite insightful, very educational. Uh, I had not having lived it, uh, you know, I kind of knew a little bit about it and, uh, they went, they went right through in stages. So the, the event itself and then all the reactions and the, um, first responders and how they, and then they took it to the next level and they actually talked about the arrest and the trial and all of this, uh, all of the, the kind of follow-up stuff, which I've found, um, interesting. And it, it brought back a lot of memories having, you know, being aware at that time, uh, but not necessarily following it. Uh, the canal system downtown is, is cool. They hit, you know, take a little tour on the water taxi, uh, they have a an amazing bronze statue, probably the biggest one I've ever seen of the um, the land race called the, the Oklahoma Land Race, which is basically how Oklahoma City was founded. Uh, basically, they started at one end, said go, everybody went across the state as fast as they could, and wherever they stopped, late like they could get land in it. And uh, yeah, the the monument of that is is quite awesome. Uh, but downtown, like there are bars and restaurants, like, uh, you name it, it's, it's there. Uh, we, we ate at, uh, one night we ate at Toby Keith's, uh, Toby <laughs> Keith's. I love this bar. Uh, we could have <laughs> eaten at nice. Mickey Mantle Steakhouse, <laughs> but that was pretty pricey. The one day also we went, uh, out to the stockyards and that's where we hit uh, the uh, the man versus food favorite the the cattleman's uh, cafe man, Oof. best uh, steak I've ever had was at the yeah, yeah it was it was I don't I'm not prepared to say it was the best but it was it was way out there way up there and and you know it's not a, a place that people would think of it's it's not a big tourist destination but we had a we had a great time there. And uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody who want, you know, you got a, a few extra days and you're not too far. You don't pop in, catch a game, get some good food, see a couple of things. It's a good time. Oklahoma City. Nice. I love that our places are, you know, big city, but not totally, not the usual places. I was looking back at some of the ones we've chosen in past years, and we've got some really out-of-the-way places. I mean, we've had Johnson City, Tennessee is one of our favorite places, Traverse City, Michigan, Barrie, Ontario. And we've had some uh, different kind of places. Uh, so I will – I like you, Dave, I had a, a tough decision. Um, I had such a great day in Toronto. I was very tempted to pick Toronto as my favorite city for the year. But as it went down, um, we just didn't spend enough time – in the city to do much more besides games. And there was a place where we went this, uh, on this, the same baseball trip that we just, we spent a few days in and it was just an incredible experience. Um, I'm talking about Quebec city. Um, I had been to Quebec city once when I was 13. Uh, so I didn't really remember a whole lot about it, but we got to spend, we spent the whole weekend in, in Quebec city and got to hit all the touristy sites. We hit the, the waterfalls, Mount, Mount Marincy Falls. Um, I think I said that right. Um, you know, went all through the uh, the citadel, uh, the the old walled city, uh, the downtown, which is walkable with all these old fantastic 
bars and restaurants, had one of the best meals I have ever had in my life. And probably the best meal I've ever had outside of New Orleans. Um, just with all the traditional Quebec staples. We had the maple pie um, and, and uh, the meat pie and all, all just all this Quebec French fusion food that was just amazing. Probably and we the most European city in North America. That's what they say. Is the closest you can get to a European atmosphere in North America. Um, you know, hit up a few good craft breweries, caught a, a couple of uh, Quebec Capitals games, the Frontier League. Um, unbelievably great crowds there for the Capitals. Was not expecting that. And in fact, one of the games we went to was sold out. Yeah, you're right. You told us that. You couldn't get tickets, right? Right, right. Oh, we ended up being fun. <laughs> so, uh, just just such a great city, great um, place, and they've, they've got that. Uh, what's it called? The it's a boardwalk, but it's up way up up above on the side of the, the cliff where the uh, where the Chateau Frontenac is right there, right in the center of the old city. It it was just an incredible weekend. Great food, great beer, uh, some good baseball. Went out and uh, checked out the old Colisee. Because it's still standing, and the uh, video said Soft Video Tron, which is right next to it, which really doesn't look as impressive as I thought it would look. Didn't get to go inside, but good currency rate. Yeah, yeah, the, the exchange rate was really nice too. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, uh, geez, thirty three cents on the dollar, something like that. So all added up to uh, my favorite city of the year for twenty twenty three, Quebec City. All right. So. Um, have we gotten any input from the peanut gallery, Dan? For any of their choices? Nope. Or... nope. No, no, no peanut gallery. These peanuts? What the heck? Da, na, na, da, na, na, da, so that will... Da. Oh, sorry. Wrong peanuts. <laughs> that was, that <laughs> was the right peanuts. That's one thing I miss from uh, the East Coast. I don't get to go up to Quebec anymore. Montreal or parts of New England. You know, it's like there's things I want to see up there myself. I like to go back to Quebec City. But I'm still equal. I'm still the same distance from Toronto, so at least I got that going. Well, see, Mark, you, you, where you live more in the center of the country, you can go in four directions and be okay. Yeah, I'm up in a corner, so I can only go really two yeah. directions. Yeah, it's just it's just that when you grow up, you see certain things, and you always think you're going to have easy access, you know. Uh, but you're right, you know. It's yeah, I I can get out to St. Louis rather quickly down to Nashville. Kansas City's not too far of a drive. Plans for 2024. Oh, that's a good question. Anybody got anything planned for 2024? Big big picture? We've, we have announced the Stadium Journey Convention site for uh, uh, next summer, which will be uh, the Mid-Atlantic State. So we've got um, deals coming up with uh, the York Revolution are going to host us one night. And um, the Baltimore Orioles, we're going to do a, a group thing there. And then the uh, – but the centerpiece – of the night is going of the, of the weekend is going to be uh Bethesda. Bethesda. What the Bethesda big train? They actually play their game. It's a Sunday Sunday morning game. The game is going to be at ten o'clock. They're going to host us for uh for breakfast or brunch and a presentation about the Cal Ripken League. So that could be interesting. So that that'll be the centerpiece of this summer. So so I think my my trip for twenty twenty four will be uh we haven't decided yet. Three ways we can go with this. We can go down, hit the DC, the Baltimore DC area, and then loop up, go like down to Norfolk, and then up the Delmarva Peninsula and go home that way up the coast. Or we can loop the other way and go up uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains, maybe catch Western Virginia. Or we can be crazy and knock one of our states. Dave, you talked about your daughter collecting states. Pam and I do that too. And from Washington, just jetting out and hitting Arkansas while we're. Within uh, <laughs> within Ar hailing distance of it, Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas City, yeah, yeah. In order for me to get to my last day, I have to fly, so that's Alaska. Yeah, it's. If we did hit Arkansas, it'd be forty-two for us, so we'd be in good shape. Woo, pig suey. Yeah, I tell Walmart. you, it's, uh, I like this time of year because you you just think about what you could do. I would like to go back out to Jersey to visit. That would definitely coincide with uh, the meetup. I just wish the Washington Nationals were playing because I have not been to that ballpark yet. They are. 
They are if depending on your your timing. Oh, really? They're playing the week following. Okay. So the like the Bethesda game is on a Sunday. Monday everybody is off, I believe, and then Washington's home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, if so, if somebody wants to get a, a bed, Aaron B, I think uh, from Stadium Journey, call me. I think that's what uh, we did last time. And when was my last time Iowa? That was my last trip, Des Moines. Was that Des Moines or Burlington? Oh no, it was Burlington. You're right. That was the famous. How did Mark get on the field? <laughs> oh, really? <That> was... <laughs> well, it was funny. Johnson City. I was there the night, two nights before, and they gave me a pass that allowed me to go to any of the uh, Appalachian League stadiums. So I can just show this pass. I think it. I don't know if it's still valid. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> Lifetime. I, I kept walking in with it. So we'll see if it works. <laughs> I don't know. Like they they have the new team coming in. Um, hunting not hunt. What, where is it in West Virginia? I said Huntington. So that's right. They lost the team, but picked up somebody else. They picked up. Uh, they named the team contest. Yeah, that's the thing. It's you know, it's like I want to hop in a car and I want to go places, but I want to make sure I can get as many stadiums in. Oh, look at this little tiny doggy. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, Albert. all right. So. So that was that's our look at uh, our favorite places in 2023. Uh, you want to share your favorite ones? Hit us up on our social media channels. Oh, Miami must have scored. You know, we're on Facebook, Touchdown. Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Stadium Journey. So uh, again, thanks for everybody for listening. Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? Wait, is this it for the year? Yes. Is it because two weeks? Well, actually, two weeks from now is Christmas. Christmas Day. So we're probably not going to do a show there unless everybody wants to unwrap their presents on Christmas. No, I think we're fine with that. Right. So we'll be, we'll be good till good till 2024. I'm thinking the eighth is going to be the next one. January. Wow. That's what, that's what I got. That's funny. Cause I'll probably stream that day. If you don't eat my mole off my face, uh, Albert, uh, Dan law 83, all social media channels. All right. So Mark, we got four weeks till we all get together again. You got any trips planned over the holiday season and where can our listeners follow you? Yeah, I'm uh, looking at going down to Cincinnati. I got a friend who uh, may be able to uh, squeeze a deal uh, coming up. Uh, so check out the Bengals. Hopefully that works out. Uh, yeah, probably be in Chicago for the Christmas holiday. So if I can uh, knock off some of, some of those basketball arenas up there, maybe make a trip up to Milwaukee. Uh, I got high school basketball. I was just looking at some of the uh, the venues to check out. Uh, there's one basketball arena in uh, it's about an hour and a half south of here. All the games are sold out. They don't sell tickets. So I'm going to have to call the athletic director, let them know I'm coming in. And if you can get me a press pass, I, I you know, like that's how intense it is in this one little town. So uh, I'm looking at that. So, yeah, it's basketball and hockey season for me right now. So check all that excitement at at uh, Ballpark Hunter. That's on Twitter, YouTube, um, threads. I'm also hitting Instagram a lot more because that's where all the young, hip kids are on, not our old fogies on Twitter. So try to do a little more presence on the Instagram. And nothing says young and hip better than looking at our faces. Yes. Yeah, try to be hip. Think like the crowd. This one. Look at this face. Yeah. It's hip to be square. Yeah. Look at this little tiny. <laughs> so, yeah. cute. so cute. New co-host. Dave, uh, you got any trips planned? And where can our listeners follow your adventures? Yeah, big one. Uh, we do have Raptors coming up just before just before Christmas. Uh, thanks to one of my wife's clients who gifted us some seats. That was pretty nice. But then... Just after Christmas, so for the rest of the Christmas break, we're going down to Houston. Houston, we have a problem. So uh, Houston Cougars basketball, both men's and women's. Uh, Houston Texans football, Houston Rockets. And then on the way back, I'm going to take in some uh, Louisiana Monroe basketball, St. Louis Blues and Ohio State Hockey. So wow. you can follow all those adventures on Twitter, Instagram, threads, YouTube, at Profan9. 
All right, let's see. For uh, myself, what do I got going on be before we get back again? I'm not actually on my semester break, so I'm, I've got a few weeks off for my PA duties, but, you know, the holidays family takes up a lot of stuff. Uh, what do I got planned? This weekend, I will be doing something non-sporting, but something that I've always wanted to do. I'm going to catch the Boston Pops. So I'm excited Ooh. about that. And then, uh, let's see. Nice. And uh, New Year's Eve weekend, New Year's weekend, we're going to head up to one of my favorite places, spend a couple days up in Portland, Maine. While we're there, we're going to catch the uh, the Maine Mariners and the Maine Celtics. I I hate that they changed the name. The Maine Red Claws was such a cool team name. They changed them to the Celtics. Kept the lobster as the logo, but now they're the Celtics. Uh, you can follow my journeys on Twitter and Instagram and threads at PuckmanRI. And remember, kids, you can find all of our 2,500-plus stadium reviews news items, and other feature stories on the website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels, like I said before, at Stadium Journey. For your listening pleasure, type in HIAC Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcast, you'll find us. And if you would rather watch your podcast rather than just listen, check out Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And uh, live streams happen every other Monday night. Or in this case, we're going to skip Christmas, but every other Monday night, 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. Uh, we, like I just said, we won't be back in two weeks because that's Christmas night. Um, so instead, we will see you all on January 8th. It's 2024 already. Unbelievable. So, uh, I'm everybody, good I, this year. I'm good with this year's start. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with uh, it. Okay. It's a fresh start, but it's always just more of the same. Uh, that's what I said the other day. I'm just like I'm, I'm, I'm good though. I'm, I'm ready to go. I've had enough. <laughs> well, let's let's hope everyone has a fantastic holiday season. And uh, as always, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, for Dan, Mark, and Davis, Paul, wish everyone safe journeys and close games. And I don't know your dog's name, Dan. Albert. <laughs> Albert. Albert. So everybody, happy holidays and a happy new year to everybody. We'll see you next year. For season seven, we're old. <laughs>